following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I, as always, am Derek Jaws, and I am here to talk to you because it is the best time of year, one of the funnest time of year. It is tryout season. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, there are a lot of kids out there that are going out and trying out for new teams this year who are trying to make teams again. Uh, summer tryouts are interesting. Uh, everybody and their brother is out there promoting advertising. Um you know, and I will never, ever fault someone for advertising and promoting their program. Uh, I also believe if you don't think you're the best, you probably shouldn't be doing it. And that causes a lot of, uh, we'll call it tension. It causes a lot of issues with coaches, staffs, so on and so forth, um, you know, with people getting irritated and angry about, oh, they say they're the best. No, they say they're the best. Uh, and you know what? Uh, all that is is advertising. Uh, I, I firmly and honestly believe to each their own. And if, you know, the value that you get out of a team or a program is solely dependent on you and what you're looking for and what you're hoping to get for it. Um, and that is kind of what the, today's episode is going to be. I'm obviously here alone again. Um, again, it's the middle of summer. It's it's a tough time to try to get people on because everyone's playing and or coaching, traveling and going all over God's green earth to play the game of baseball. So um, just staying with the world of consistency here, um, you know, I, I posted a thing the other day on Twitter and Facebook about what to look for when you go to pick a program for your athlete to play on. And I'm, I'm going to read some of the responses I got on this. Um, you know the uh, the way I, the way I phrase the tweet is it's tryout season, and there's some interesting back and forth going on about what constitutes a true, a true showcase team. So let's ask parents, what do you look for when choosing a summer travel program for your athlete? Uh, the one answer I got just today was the distinction is applies to your strikes mostly as marketing, both to draw players and advertise your organization. Um, this particular team's head coach is paid; he's not a dad. Um, the team will mostly be 2023 grads for next year, and they've elected not to use the term showcase next summer. Um, I had somebody reply that head coaches is something that they would look into. Um, I asked them if they'd care to elaborate. They said, do you have a kid on the team? What's the current, uh, what do current and previous parents say about the coach? What's their playing experience? Um, I had somebody interject on that one saying, that they've co they coach a team or they coach their son on his travel teams. Uh, he didn't play him at shortstop. He consistently hit the ball, so he would DH or EH when he wasn't in the field. But every kid got their chance, uh, and it's a, it was an alternate point to consider. Um, I replied to that said I think it's something to consider regardless. There's also a big difference between a coach with a son on the team and a dad who's trying to coach. Um, that's kind of where the rest of the questions come in that I stated because I replied to. One of these and said, um, well, the, another reply to it was how long that, that coach had coached for the program. If they've coached with other programs, how long have they coached overall? 
Um, you know, and I, I said that all, all these other questions would come in. The, those specific questions, how long they've coached, how long they've been with the program, if they've been with other programs, so on and so forth, uh, those would all be part of the thing that you ask along with the father or dad coach type thing. Um, you know, but that wouldn't be a deal breaker. And it was it was an interesting back and forth across the board, um, you know, because I had a couple other parent coaches t- chime in. Um, and I believe I, I don't believe any parent ever goes into it saying, I'm going to do this for my kid or I'm going to set it up so my kid is going to be the guy on the team. Um, you know, I I don't know if anyone ever does that intentionally. You know, it's it's just tough. Uh, it, it's, it's a tough thing as a parent. It's not something I ever really envy parents having to do. Um, you know, uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, one of the comments I got on Facebook was, does, does my son like it? Do they keep de- teaching during the season? Uh, are players getting better year, uh, year after year? How many dads are the head coaches of the teams? What's included in the, in the money or the package? What extra costs are there? Where are the tournaments typically being played? Uh, that'll be a great one to dive into momentarily. Um, you know, and, and these are all great questions. Really, when a parent and this episode is really more for parents who are looking to find a program or a team to put their son on or to try out for and hope they make it um, just to kind of give them a starting point, give them a jump off point. If you know, because there are parents who don't know. Uh, and I know that because I'm in the midst of talking to the parents of a player that I have the pleasure of working with currently who's having a really great summer. Um, he isn't overly enjoying the team he's on. He plays 16 U baseball and He's had to deal with things like um, finding five finding a five minutes before a game that he needs to pitch because the starting pitcher wasn't feeling well. Uh, he didn't get a proper warm up. He also really hasn't trained to pitch a whole ton, and he ended up throwing an inning and a third and having some pain behind his elbow and had to come out of the game. Uh, he also doesn't have a set position with this team. Uh, he was kind of a, a an add on from their team last year, so he came into an existing organization. And every time I talk to the kid, he plays this, he plays all over. Um, you know, the coach has been, has said things to the effect of equalization of playing time and stuff like that, which uh, this may be an unpopular opinion, but if you're playing 16U baseball, um, equal playing time is your top tier guys are getting about 85% and your bottom tier guys are getting 65, uh, 65 to 70%. It's 16U. Uh, you're not doing anybody any favors by having a team because if you're not a showcase team, that means you're there to play and to win, which means either way you're showcasing kids or you're trying to get these kids like you're trying to win and be competitive one way or the other. Your better players should be playing more. Um, you know, but then he, they had a game this year where the coach said he lets the team pick the lineup out of a hat. And they set the lineup that way. They get kids. They pick the lineup out of the kids. Pick the lineup out of, out of a hat in batting order, and then they decide where they're going to play from there. Um, and he said it, the explanation that I was told that they were given was that this was a good way to not only give the kids perspective on making lineups and how difficult it can be, but also to give them an opportunity to play other positions. And that in the past they have found that allowing kids to do this and play other positions potentially. Um, could be a great way to find out that a kid has 
a knack for another position that maybe he didn't know, which is all well and good. The problem is at 16, uh, 16 is not the time to be trying out new positions. Uh, that should be a spot where you kind of have an idea of where you fit and where you want to play. Uh, the other side of that is picking lineups out of a hat doesn't give these kids an idea or any perspective on making a lineup. What would give them the uh, the ability would be to sit down and talk to them and say, okay, if you guys, as an as a team exercise, like say you wanted to do this uh, during a rainout on a tournament weekend, hey, if you guys want to know, um, if you guys want to want to talk about like what it's like to make lineups, sit down, take a piece of paper, and create what you feel the team's best lineup would be, positionally and a batting order, and go from there, and just see, you know, let them kind of feel it out and say like, okay, like see what it's like to actually write up a lineup. Uh, if you don't want to do it with your team, you can do it with a major league team. Um, you can get, I mean, give them, give them sixteen names of major league baseball players and say, create me a lineup and see what they do. Uh, that's a, it's a great way to teach the game for these kids. But to do it live in game in a travel game against another travel team, um, you know, that's tough. And, and and again, to do it by drawing it out of a hat, that doesn't teach them anything. That's that's not really I when I heard it I referred to it as a little league move um you know that's just one of those weird things that I don't know it, that one that one to me just doesn't really rate and that's not really something I would want my son to be a part of or my daughter if, it, if this was softball or if my daughter was playing baseball you know at, at 16 years old I want to go I want to play I want to get better um so when parents, when you're looking for a team for your player, know what you're looking for. Know what you're trying to get into. Um, look into teams when you go to tryouts and say, okay, is this team, like, where did they go last year? You know, what what tournaments did they go to? And understand, like, is, is the goal here to just play more baseball? And in which case, you can probably find, I would probably push you, depending upon the age, to go toward your local Legion team. You know, play it, Legion's got some good teams, got some good talented players. Try to get on maybe a Triple A BA team if you if you can, um, you know, and then find a local travel team. If if you're just looking for games and that's all you, you just like playing and you just want to play, that's the move. Um, you know, if you go to if you if you're worried about playing good competition, you may want to find teams that you know aren't just looking to go win easy games. You know, you want to want to face teams that are going to play be playing tougher competition. You know, if you want to get to college, if you want to play at the next level, maybe you should be looking into a team that's more about development than wins. You know, you ask these coaches, what do you what is your offseason program entail? What you know, what what is the what is the training aspect of this entail? Because I can tell you something. A lot of teams have facilities now, whether it's their home facility that they themselves are part of management, ownership, whatever, or if they rent space as a team or teams or programs, um, you know, everyone's got a, a, a pitching mound, a batting cage and a patch of turf to, to train on and doing that, at, you know, you can get that pretty much anywhere right now. Um, you know, so, so what does the training go? Like what, what goes into the training? Uh, I know, I know there's some facilities that do memberships. I know there's some that don't, if you make the team, you have use of the facility. If you, don't make the team or you didn't even try out for the team, you can buy a membership, go sign out the batting cage, sign out a mound, take part in infield, some clinics here and there, stuff like that. 
but it's all kind of on you to individually do. Some teams say, okay, we practice once a week and the rest of your training is kind of on you. Some say we practice two to three times a week. We do hitting one night. We do pitchers and catchers one night, and then we do a full team practice on the weekends. Some programs say we're going to go. We have team lifts. We have team practices. We have team hitting sessions, and then you can come in and do anything else individually you want on top of all of that. Um, And it's, It's one of those things that you look at and all of those things should go into not only your decision to make the team or to want to make the team, I should say, but weigh those things on what you're looking for. If, again, you're just looking for games and looking for some fun in the summer, paying the kind of money for a full developmental program like that probably isn't the move. On the other end, if your goal is to play at the next level, maybe you want to find find a spot that offers development. Um you know, and, and offers growth as a player and as a person. You know, one of the biggest things that I think it's lost in translation here is, you know, winning games is great. Going out and winning trophies and championships is awesome. It, it feels good. And, the, you know, there's, there's stories that you'll tell forever. And this is coming from a guy who has a winning percentage that is, in my opinion, incredibly, incredibly high. Uh, and that's not just across high school coaching, but through travel, my years starting as a travel coach and so on and so forth, um, you know, and wins are great. But I, as a coach, would I, I'm I'm prouder of the guys that make it to the next level and succeed than I am of the trophy, because, you know, you know what? When your trophy stops mattering the next year, when you start chasing the next one, it's cool to go and win a tournament. But, you know, what's even cooler watching your guys play at D1 D1 baseball, competitive, great D3, JUCO, NAIA, wherever. Playing at the next level is, like, to me, means more than the Ws. And, again, I've said it a bunch of times on the show. Usually, if you're developing good ball players and you're developing quality, if you have a quality developmental program, winning is going to be a byproduct of that. Now, I know there there are people out there who heard that and said, my team, whether it's a team you play for, a team you coach, a team your son is on or your daughter's on, oh, we win a lot. Okay. Do you win a lot because you play to win every game? Or do you win a lot because you've developed as a team and you're just better than people? Because there is a difference. Um, I can tell you back in – Back in the days when I was coaching in the summer, um, you know, we would go out and we would play, you know, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday game coming out of a tournament, going into a tournament. And my number seven kid, my number seven pitcher was on the mound. And, you know, my my bottom nine, we'll call them, were in the field. And we'd play a game and we'd, you know, I, the kid, the, the kid on the mound maybe pitched two innings tops in a tournament game. That, that was his limit in a tournament game was that he'd get two innings. He'd be in relief for me or a closer or a change of pace guy from someone to bridge the gap between that guy and the next guy that I wanted. And, you know, when we were playing to win and now this kid, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting at least five out of him. You know, I'm looking at like you're going to get a five. You're going to get five innings of work here. This, this is where you work on your stuff because, you know, what he might be a reliever for me, but maybe he's a starter for his high school team. You know, I, I had kids that were like that all through. And I, I can talk uh, very specifically about one Garrett Jones. Uh, he played for me through for a couple of years 12 13 and 14 you i believe and he was a starter in akron if memory serves he was a reliever for me 
Well, part of what I do and part of what we did was make sure that these kids, even though you're only going to pitch a couple innings here or there in a tournament for me, and the kid had a couple great, great outings in tournament games for me, you're going to you're you still got to learn to pitch and work through more than an inning or two. Because guess what? When that kid went to high school, he got starts on the mound. And if he if all he did was train from September to school season to throw two innings, when his high school coach went, gee, you're starting, he wasn't going to be ready for it. So all of my guys trained to start. All of my guys trained to go five, six innings. And in the summer, they got to. Even if, like, even if it meant we lost a game, that kid got better and was ready to pitch and start for his school team if he should need to, or if he was if he was suppo- if he was expected to, because even though he got a couple innings over the weekend, he was going to get lengthy innings during the week. That's development. That's getting a kid ready to do more. And maybe you know maybe that kid's not going to be a starter in college. Maybe that kid's going to go to college and be a hitter. But you know what? He didn't get worse by doing those things. He didn't get worse by not getting, but you know by by getting innings. And you know what was funny about it? We won a lot of those games and the games that we didn't other local other local teams that we played that beat us by a run or two. You'd have thought they won the World Series. And we looked and said, even the guys that came off, they're laughing, going, hey, we just played a pretty solid team who played their best nine against us to a one run, like a four, three, four, three ball game. And our best six hitters weren't in the lineup. That's a pretty cool feeling because, you know, if we come out and do it right and do it, we play it to win. Well, and, and don't get we played to win, but we did not put a lineup out, the, the best lineup out we're going to win. I'm going to waste our time and have kids throwing two, three games a week, going seven innings across the board to win every game we can. No, I expected as good of a performance out of my seven, eight and nine arms as I expected out of my one, two and three on weekends. And that's development. That's that's putting kids out there in a shot to win and to get better as ball players because even if they're not the best ball player on your team doesn't mean they're not going to be a quality ball player for another team down the road, whether it's their school team, whether it's another travel team. There were a lot of kids on that team that were not in that top nine, as you'd say, that still went on to play college baseball. There's a couple that are still playing baseball to this day. And you know what? A lot of the things they do are because they developed as ball players. They weren't on a team that just played to win every game so they could look at other teams and say we beat you we're better than you because for some teams wins are great but I would I would rather look at my roster knowing that all of my guys got better and all of them are looking to have quality good like good solid lengthy college careers and we dropped a couple games but they all got better and they're all better ball players for it as opposed to gassing my top five guys at the end of the summer they 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 feel like warmed up bag of dog poop and but hey we won a ton hey we uh, we only lost three games all summer but my top five guys are all shot they they have to take time off they're they're thanking they're thanking the lord that they get to go play football so their arm can heal that's not right that uh, great so you won ball games that kid's shoulder is never going to be the same And, and don't get it twisted if you're offended by what I'm saying, it's probably because you're doing it. If you're not, I guarantee you've seen it. I guarantee that you have seen a coach that does this. We get reports every year. The very first tournament weekend of the, of the year, you hear stories of some kid that's 9, 10, 11, or 12 years old throwing 125 pitches and then going in in relief the next day, but they won the tournament. 
you know, you hear it and you'd think the amount of people that go up in arms about hearing that stuff, we should stop hearing it, but we don't. It's so frustrating. And I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent here. The last part of what I'm going to talk about this episode again, because I'm keeping it short and sweet without a guest here with me, is the term showcase. And I've talked about it a few times on the show. Um, Showcase baseball or having a showcase team is not an age group. Okay, it is not it is not what what happens after 15 U. showcase is a term used and it was coined, not coined, but the first time it was used in Western New York was by the original Inferno team that had an ungodly talented roster riddled with dudes who ended up playing in the pros at some level, be it independent ball all the way up to double A. That team included the swingman, Jeremy Nowak, who. Uh, if you're from this area and you like you, I'm sure you've seen him on social media across the board. He's now doing pro long drive competitions. Uh, he does impersonations. He's been doing those since he was a kid. Uh, one of these days, I'll get him to come on the show and kind of talk about his whole thing. But when like the, the, that, that team, it was him and his brother that they, they ended up, I believe, if memory serves, they won the Junior Olympics at the time. Like that team was absolutely stacked. And what they did was they took the best 15 or 16 ball players from Western New York. Bar none. You got handpicked to be on this team and said, we're going to play local games and we're, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be close, but we're doing it to play ball. And then we're going to go out of the area. We're going to go out of West, outside of Western New York, which was generally unheard of because at the time you had Lancaster, you had Lancaster to Pew travel. You had Clarence travel. You had Orchard Park travel. You had South Chittawaga, Southside, North Chittawaga, um, Lou Gehrig, Matthewson McCarthy, uh, I mean, all of these little leagues, North Buffalo, all of them. And what they did is they had travel teams and those travel teams all played against each other in a travel league and then on tournaments. And there were a couple local tournaments and it was what it was. There were eight, six, eight, ten teams tops. And it was all townships. It was all, you know, oh, there's Lancaster to Pew. Again, all of these little leagues all had their travel teams that went to these tournaments. And that's what it was. And then this then this South, it, they started out as the South Chittawaga Inferno. But they took people, they broke away from the Little League, and they just called themselves Inferno. And they taught, and they brought in kids from all over the area, and they dominated locally. And then they went outside of the area, and they competed, and they won because they had the best players from the area, and they did it right. And they developed these kids to get better and better and better. And a lot of them, I'm pretty sure almost every single kid on that roster ended up going on to play college baseball at some level. Every single one. Very, very few teams in the area can say that from any year, any particular year. Very, very few can say my entire roster went on to play college baseball. And some of them on that team made it to the pros. I don't know how many teams can say my entire team went to play college and uh, and three or four of them made it to the pros. That's what showcase baseball was. You went you you played big time competition out of the area. And you played in tournaments that were being seen by college scouts. Nowadays, we have showcase tournaments, and I'm not knocking any tournament directors. I'm sure one or two of them might hear this and get a little irritated or maybe, uh, you know, you can't just. And there are people who do this. There are people who run tournaments and they call it a showcase tournament and they invite people of a certain age group. And it, it's anything above I believe probably 16U, 17U, 18U in there. They call it a showcase tournament. They email college coaches saying, hey, these eight teams are going to be playing. Here's the schedule. And they hope people show. I, 
I don't know if that's I don't, you know, and you're playing to win, so you have a dude who throws 120 pitches on Friday and then shows up and pitches three innings in relief at and the championship day and everything else. And two colleges came the whole weekend. Again, and and that's not a, that's not a specific example. I, if that happened this summer, I don't know about it. I just throwing numbers and random randomness out there because I know it's happened in the past. And I'm not saying don't run tournaments. Run tournaments. Do it. Great. Awesome. Grand. But when if you want to call yourself a showcase team, you have to go to showcase tournaments. And what a showcase tournament generally is, there are tournaments that are held by an organization like PBR, who my friend Dan Zavit runs. He's had been on the show a few times, and I'm sure near the end of the summer, I'll reach out and try to have him on again. And they run tournaments that they scout and that they put info out on. There are tournaments out there that are showcase tournaments where you literally go, you play seven inning games. There's no strategy. There's no you're not bunting. You're not hit and run. You're not stealing. You're like if you're if your kid steals, it's because you're saying show off that you can steal a base. This kid's got a great arm. Hey, this is a Clemson commit behind the dish. Go steal a base on him. Turn someone's head. Hey, this is a this is a Florida State pitcher. Go if you go two for two, you know two for four with two doubles off this dude. Somebody might take notice. And the end at the end of the day, the score doesn't matter. There's no there's no playoffs. There's no championship. You go, you play a handful of games in front of college coaches, in front of college scouts, and the entire purpose is to get your team seen. That's a showcase tournament, and showcase teams go to those. If you call yourself a showcase team and you're not going to show a single solitary showcase tournament, you are not a showcase team. You are a 17U team, and people need to understand that. As it said, uh, as somebody who replied to one of my tweets said, that is a marketing idea that my son is playing showcase. There is a team. There is an organization in this area that I can tell you very distinctly does not and will not use the phrase showcase team because that's not what they do. They don't want people coming and saying, you are going to showcase my son. Will you, will your son get seen? Yes. Will your son get contacts from colleges does do the does the coach do the coaches at this organization have college contact undoubtedly but they do play a competitive schedule and they do play in tournaments where there are championships they and they go to showcase events as far as i recall but that is not the sole purpose of the team and i can tell you that knowing knowing this 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 guy the, the guys who run this program and the guys who do these things i would push players there every day of the week and twice on sunday because i understand and know what they're getting into and if that's a fit that they want i will push my players there if they ask me i am going to get off my rant soapbox now um you know i hope i hope some of this helps i hope i hope there's a parent or two out there that hears this and if they have questions, comments, or concerns, uh, feel free to reach out if you have any questions, if you you know want to have, just have a conversation about what you might be getting into, who you might be getting in, into it with, so on and so forth. Feel free to reach out. If, you, if you're not sure, ask the coaches. When you go to these tryouts, ask the coaches, like, hey, what is your, you know, what, what's your development program like? What are you, what's your programming like for my kid to get better? You know, does the showcase team and the 9U team do the same thing? Does my entire program practice together at the same time? So there's... I don't know, 150 kids practicing all at the same time and, you know, seven or eight coaches total for that many kids. And, you know, how much how much schooling are they really getting? Or is like is there an individual instruction involved or do I have to find an individual instructor to do private lessons with on, on the side? Because I can tell you 
um, one-on-one instruction is pretty important. Um, you know, and there's plenty of fantastic instructors out there that you can find to help you with. Again, all of these things, I mean, I say all these things and it's just dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. That's tough. It's part of the game. It's part of, it's part of it. It, it, Cause you either got to work really, really hard on your own and do the legwork to learn without someone coaching you, or you gotta, gotta go and get coached. Uh, and I, I can tell you that there are guys that do it out of, uh, like that do it out of the kindness of their heart and do it for free too. So if you want it, you can find it. And, uh, like I said, just make sure you do your research and you know what you're getting into. No parent or player should ever get into a season with somebody, get halfway through and go, I did not think this is what I was signing up for. So just make sure you do, you do, do your due diligence, uh, and know what you're getting into, what you're signing up for. That's going to wrap it up for me for Tip of the Cap here. Uh, Tip of the Cap, is always, as always, is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, if you Google Tip of the Cap podcast, I will be the one that pops up. I promise you that. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter by typing in exactly that, Tip of the Cap podcast. You'll find me on both. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Every month, it just gets wilder and wilder that the incredible string of listeners continues to go. Uh, and as always, check out Stinger Sports, www.stingerwoodbats.com. For uh, they have two BB core bats out now. They have the Nuke, which is more of an end loaded power swinging bat, and the Missile, which is a little bit more balanced. Both bats are incredibly hot. Um, you know, they, they gotten great reviews from the Bat Bros. Their batting gloves are fantastic. Uh, I've had a pair for two seasons now, and they have yet to rip. They're great stuff. Their wood bats are amazing. Uh, I haven't gotten a glove from them because I take good care of my gloves that I've had for years now, so I haven't had to buy a new mitt yet. But uh, if I ever do have to buy one, I will probably be getting a Stinger mitt just because uh, I've used their uniforms and stuff before. All of their stuff is fantastic. Go check them out. And you can use promo code tip of the cap to get uh, 10%, I believe, off your order as it's uh, whatever it said at the top of the bumper there. And again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Any, anybody who ever wants to come on the show, talk, com- like, and, and listen, I'm putting this out there right now. Anyone, literally anyone, if you want to come on and talk, reach out. Okay. I have I am at a point where I have no reason not to tell somebody they can come on the show as long as they want to come on and talk baseball. You want to come on, reach out. I'll get you on the show. We'll get it done. All right, let's go get it done. You can find me if you if, if you're hearing this, you obviously know how to find me in some way, shape or form. So reach out and let's get you on the show. Let's get it done. This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today, in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen yo wait a minute i feel like i could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored why am i listening to this stuff you want a better sports experience from your podcast head over to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network not generic not boring and a little out there sometimes tune in to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network